You're listening to episode 74 of the Business of Making podcast. This is part two of our State of Handmade survey results episode. Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvers, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. This podcast is brought to you by the Business of Making's Email Marketing for Makers Workshop Bundle. The ultimate guide for starting, growing, and making sales from your email list. Let us give it to you straight. Email marketing works. It's essential to growing a successful handmade business online. If you've never got your email marketing groove on, it can be overwhelming and complicated. Never fear though, we've outlined everything you need to know so you can harness the power of email marketing to grow your business. No more I'll get it done one day excuses. This three-part workshop series has been designed with you in mind, the maker, the creator, the risk taker. Each workshop is actionable and fluff-free. With dwindling organic reach on social media, you can't afford to let email marketing pass you by. It doesn't have to be overwhelming and just another thing you have to action. It can and should be a profitable marketing strategy. Get instant access to our no BS email marketing workshop now. Visit thebusinessofmaking.com slash workshops to change your business today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Business of Making podcast. This week, we're diving back into our survey results, which we're very excited to bring you. And this is part two of that. So if you have not yet listened to last week's episode, which is part one of the survey results, make sure that you jump on over and listen to that first. It will make this episode make much more sense. (laughs) (laughs) I am here with my co-host, as always, Jess. Hello. And Deb. Bonjour. Bonjour. Uh, yeah, so let's just jump. Oh, no, let's not jump straight into it yet because um, we've had a bunch of new patrons recently and we love you guys so much. And we just want to say a massive thank you for coming on board. Thank you. I want to give a shout out to one in particular this week is Belle by, by, by Belle from Handcrafted by Belle. There's <laughs> too many words in there for me to articulate correctly. Um, and Belle makes uh, party and wedding decorations and they're beautiful. They're so beautiful. It's all like just so pretty. There's paper pom-poms, there's little Christmas tree confetti, there's uh, other confetti, there's like cake toppers, there's amazing stuff. So if you are doing any parties anytime soon, which at this time in our lives, maybe at home with your kids, but that's totally fine. You still need decorations. Uh, make sure that you pop on over to Etsy and look <laughs> for Handcrafted by Belle and you can, uh, yeah, grab some of her wonderful stuff there. So thank you so much, Belle, for supporting us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Belle. Thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you, thank you. And we're going to dive right back into the second half of our results. So we're actually up to the money and finances part, which is, ah, uh, which is uh-huh. very, uh, 
very <laughs> interesting. I was going to say exciting. I don't know. Some people find it exciting. It is exciting. I mean, I think it's exciting. <laughs> oh, it's uh, so, 100% exciting. We all want to know about the money. <laughs> this is why we're in business, right? So the this money is why matters. everyone's taken the survey to know about the money. <laughs> <laughs> so the first question is, are you currently dot, 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 question mark? <laughs> but with a little bit more information, are you currently making a loss, making a profit or breaking about even or no idea? So making a loss, spending more than you're earning, that's what that means. Mm-hmm. Making a profit, making more than what you're spending or breaking even, you know, making about the same as what you're spending or if you have no idea. Thankfully, very few people had no idea. Thankfully, yes. not 3%, but I would like to see this go down to zero. Yes, that would yeah, be great. <laughs> yeah, this is really something that you should know about. If you're not tracking that, mm, we need to talk. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> we have some episodes for you to listen to. <laughs> yes, we do. So um, really, not surprisingly, but greatly, fantastically, uh, 50.7% are making a profit. So that's awesome. I was expecting a lot lower, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Uh, Then we've got 23.2 making a loss and then 22.8 breaking about even. So they're fairly even in those response rates and then Mm -hmm. only 3.3% with no idea. So that's really, really good. Oh, also, I should have mentioned at the beginning of this episode, but you should know if you listened to last week's part one first, um, all of these results can be found at thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash results. So it's really a good idea for you guys to have these in front of you perhaps while you're listening to us um, or you can download a PDF to look at later as well. I like, I like I'm very visual so I was, the girls were talking about stuff before. I'm like, I don't, I need it in front of me. I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> so if you're like me, make sure you jump on over there and you can get those results and have a look at what we're talking about. We made some beautiful yeah. graphs for you. Yes. We did. We spent a lot of time making those graphs. Yes. <laughs> a lot of time. Um, this took a lot more time than we anticipated, but mm-hmm. hey, that's cool. It's worth it. Yeah. Um, so this is really good. This is really good result. Like over 70% of people are either breaking even or making more money than they're spending, which mm. is fantastic. Um, I want to look at the cross referencing of that as well. Yeah. You know, making a loss, I'd like to know, um, what kind of products are being sold? Is it reproducible? This is something we covered in the first part, but we did ask, are you making one of a kind, uh, reproducible? And I can't remember the other options now. <laughs> There's a few more. <laughs> I would love to cross-reference that and see um, also how long they've been in business and that type of mm. info to see who is making a loss versus making a profit and if there's any pattern or insight that we can come uh, get from that. Yeah, we would assume that beginners are the ones making the loss mostly yeah. mm. within the first one or two years of business while you're still, you know, buying stuff, buying equipment, spending money on setting up your websites or whatever it might be. Uh, I know I made a loss in my first year uh, and that was fine. Actually, mm. Mm, yeah, no, I made a bit of a loss and it was almost a break even, but it mostly made a loss. Mm. So, but then it And then up. also like understanding a bit more what you're spending, like just getting a bit more of an understanding of what you're spending and what you're making in the pricing strategy that you have. I yeah. think like most people just starting out kind of like guesstimate their price and they're like, man, that sounds all right, $25 for that. And then you're like, oh, actually I'm, I'm not making enough money. I need to push my prices mm-hmm. up. And that comes with different types of strategies. So I think that it, it can take a little longer for people to do that properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. One point that came from our, um, our qualitative question at the end where people could give us feedback uh, was 
with this idea of profit, some people are confused as to whether, and this is a general thing across the handmade industry, does profit include the money you pay yourself or not? Um, generally speaking, I would say no. no. Like you sh- your wage is an expense of the business, ideally. I yeah, know like for a lot ideally of us, the profit is what stays after that for yes, sure. But, but for I think a lot the, of us it's yeah. not actually the case. Exactly. And I think we get into that later where we say like, how do you actually spend your profit? Yeah. <laughs> because yes, the way we framed shows, it for the yeah. service that it was clear for everyone was that um, it was really, are you making more than your spending that's making a profit? We really simplified it for that. But then we get into then the money that stays in your business, that profit, do you pay yourself from it? Do you leave mm. it in your business? Do you spend on marketing? And so we have a question on that. So I guess we'll get some more details. I think it's coming really soon. It's, yeah, it's the- like the next second, next question. So let's just skip to yeah. it now because we're already talking about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> 60.4% of people are reinvesting their profit back. Mm. That is by, it's huge. Like the mm. next one down is 20% towards yeah. household expenses. So yeah. the majority of people are investing it back into their business. Mm. Um, and if you, if we have a look at what we've written there, we don't actually have a paying a wage option there, which maybe was a huge oversight. Um, yeah, I was just thinking, where's the wage option? No, but <laughs> it's, put it in? I mean, it's not, but at the same time, the other, the other option is towards household expenses. That's a wage. Yeah. I put it in savings. That's a wage. I burn yeah. myself things that wouldn't otherwise. That's 100% a wage. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mortgage payment, holiday. So the rest is, it's pretty much the question was like, do you leave it in the business or do you pay yourself? And if so, like, like, like how do you use yeah. that money that yeah. you generate that from your business? Yeah. But I think it's sure. like 40% of people actually pay, like get some money for themselves, like for their personal finances yeah. and mm-hmm. 60% do leave it in the business, which I think is just enormous. That's a lot. Yeah, that is a Because lot. I don't think this is necessarily to me, it, it seems like obviously I don't want to make any like conclusion here without having more data and, you know, talking pretty much to all these people, but it, to me, it, it's, probably because you're simply not having enough profit margin. So you, you need mm. this money to stay like there's either a cash flow problem or, or generally like a yeah profit margin problem where you, you need to have that money put back in so that you can get more supplies so that you can pay for expenses that you should be able to pay from the money you make from your sales. Yeah. We do need to realize too, that we put that word most in here. So how do you spend most of your shop's profit? Mm. So yes. if I spend 60% of my shop's profit back in my business, but I take 40% out, then I'd have to answer, I invest it back in the business onto this question. Sure. Yeah. So there, it is likely that a lot of the people who said mostly invest it back into the business are getting some money out of it, but it's not mm. the majority. And mm. it, we want it to be the majority. <laughs> Ideally, yeah. you want to be actually earning enough from that business that mm. you're actually making a wage of some, you know, a decent amount of money from it. That's the mm. whole point, isn't it? Really? Yeah. yeah, I think we I could think it was split this question next year too into, as yeah. we mentioned last week, maybe into a percentage question, like what percentage of your profits mm. do you invest back in? What percentage is your wage? And then we could have it broken down yeah. into what do you spend your stuff on? Yes, because we do have a question that we did ask about 
uh, fees. So, or what's your biggest business expense, mm, mm-hmm. which was a, um, which was interesting. Again, we asked biggest business expense rather than asking people to break it down. I think we really wanted to make this pretty simple for people. Mm. We didn't want to make it too onerous because if mm. you like break these things down into percentages for your business, a lot of people are like, uh, <laughs> whereas you, we all know what the biggest expense is. So it's a bit easier to, to mm-hmm. answer. Uh, materials was by far 55.4%. Mm. biggest expense followed by fees at 30.7 percent and then very small other things like marketing 5.9 percent employees 2.1 percent and other 5.9 percent as well Mm. so the vast majority of your money is going on materials and fees which Mm. is not surprising not surprising at all yeah completely normal Mm -hmm. um are you surprised by the results of like from the people who do pay themselves something for personal finances uh the split between this goes into household expense so like i'm actually contributing to the family or the household income Mm. versus like um it's an extra so like it's by extra i mean people who have applied savings or uh buying things i wouldn't otherwise and holidays because i think that's like you know that means you have enough money to just like cover your life expense and Mm. then you have extra from your shop yeah so only a very small percentage of people it's Mm. it's 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 the, the money is only frivolous for a very small percentage of people. Yeah. Like the main aim of making the money is is just fun stuff. Yeah, we should definitely cross-reference this with the other household income because yeah. I would assume if the partner or themselves work either full-time or part-time, mm. then obviously that money would go towards household expenses. So I would assume, perhaps yeah. incorrectly, that those people would be the ones spending it on other stuff. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it would be interesting to look at, I think. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I like seeing that 20, almost 21% of people said, I spend most of my shop profit into my household expense. Because so that tells you a lot about what's possible. Like in terms of like, this isn't just a little hobby. Like this is important mm-hmm. for my family and for my income. I keep on saying family. I should say household because I don't know that, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's necessarily a family in your household <laughs> if we want to be very specific. But yeah, I think it's important because it says like, this is like very important money. It's not just like I've got to get myself some new shoes. Yeah, for sure. Mm. And it is for a lot of people, very much yeah. money. Um, and then when we, we also asked about other income streams that your household receives, um, and, well, I was going to say unsurprisingly, and this becomes apparent, well, it became, I think it became apparent when we were looking at some of the other questions about um, how much money people are making and, and mm. how much time they're spending and stuff. But the vast majority of respondents, so 38.4%, their partner or has a full-time job. That's mm. by far the other income streams. So we're seeing a lot of people who are who have a partner who is full-time self-employed. Mm. Um, 14.3% also work full-time and 13.1% also work part-time, which is actually really low. Mm. Like I expected that to be higher for some reason. I don't know, like mm. that only, what is it, 25% of our respondents have another job. Like they either, this is... They don't, you know, they have um, no other job. This is all they do, which mm. is awesome, you know, showing that, again, we'd have to cross-reference to be sure. Like it's either, yeah, they're doing so well with their business, they don't need another job or mm. it's just a side thing and they're like mm. taking care of their kids or whatever. Yeah. Um, and and 7, 7%, actually 7. 7.8, 7.7, 7.2, <laughs> we've got people who are on government benefits, retirement savings or income, well, their partner also has their own business. And then 6.3, oh, okay, so 6.3% of people don't have any other income streams. So this mm. is literally their, 
the only money they make. Yeah, that's very interesting. It's very low. Mm. Very low percentage of people. Yeah, so it would the only money they make. be interesting to look at what that income is because maybe that's the really high earners, you know, yes. like maybe that's I would about hope 100 so. to 250K people. If it's yeah. less than, you know, 20K, then that's a worry. But um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Ivy, in this one, um, we want to cross reference that. Yeah. <laughs> Ivy, in this one, we had another um, option as well. And a lot of people, I say a lot, some people said in their rental income, like they had, yeah. They had a rental mm. and so they got income from that. Um, but still it's only 1.3% of the whole, mm. you know, whole of everyone. So that was an interesting thing. And I think that would be interesting too to cross-reference on location because I'm not, I'm not sure how common that is in different places. So, yeah. I also yeah. can't remember. I, I don't think we made this a multiple choice. I think this was a choose one option, which was possibly yeah. a mistake because yeah. I did have people saying, it's more than one of these right. things. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, mm, well, I can't <laughs> what did we? I can't actually remember what, which were which what we did there. Surely we would have put multiple option, but maybe we I didn't. Can't remember. And if we didn't, that was a mistake, and we'll fix it next time. Because mm. uh, obviously, a lot of us will have multiple. Like Nick and I have like. <laughs> I don't know, we've got like our Airbnb. We've got the two businesses. We've got some, uh, you know, shares mm. that we get dividends from although we reinvest them, but whatever, you know, like there's, we all have those sort of multiple little streams of income as well. Mm. Um, there wasn't really, that's another thing we didn't put there was investment income, which maybe mm. would, which would cover rental properties and income from shares yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah but so in Australia, retirement, retirement savings income kind of is investment income. Generally mm. speaking, most people have put in super superannuation, um, which is our government mandated retirement, uh, saving program that we have here uh, so that kind of is that as well but yeah maybe that's something to include next time as well mm. as investment yeah definitely income note it down okay so <laughs> let's talk about the uh let's talk about the currency thing <laughs> yes so we obviously had most respondents um working in u.s dollars so I think we did uh, break that down into pages of graphs for you guys <laughs> <laughs> to download at thebusinessofmaking.com slash results. I don't know what you think, um, girls, but I think maybe for this podcast, we should just look at the US one because it is 68% of the data that we have. And so it's the biggest sample or do you like, how do we want to do Let's it? Let's kind of talk through a little bit. What I think what we decided for that, um, what we decided was for the cross referencing stuff that we're going to be doing, mm. we're pretty much just going to use the U S data. The reason for that is because it is such the, a large percentage of it. We know that that we understand that that means it's not going to be completely accurate for other countries, but the amount of work it would take us to go through and cross reference against all the other currencies is just not something we can do at this stage. So yeah. um, that's, we're kind of used, going to use the U S data as a representative sample, but we have the raw data here for you to look at in uh, USD, AUD, GBP, uh, CAD and Euro. So we've got all those graphs there so you can actually look and see in mm. you know, your region if your region is one of those regions mm. uh, what the respondents were to these questions. And all of our Australian listeners, you can look forward to my research, which will be <laughs> <laughs> focusing solely on Australian makers. Mm. So that's, yeah, you, every, it's hard because globally 
there's just so many different locations. Mm. But I think focusing on the majority makes sense for this kind of, um, for what we're going to be talking about. Mm. But as just said, like the data is all there. Everyone from all the other locations can look at mm. where you fit within your your country or um, currency. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So we the, let's just briefly outline the sort of questions. We asked what your yearly revenue was from your handmade business, which is a uh, total dollar amount of sales over the last 12 months. We then asked about what's your desired yearly revenue from your business. Then we asked if you're making a profit, what's your approximate profit, which we defined as money left after all expenses. Uh, we also asked approximately what was your total household income, including income generated from your business. And yeah, the, so those were the questions we asked and the data we got. And it, it was, it was, it's really interesting to look at the breakdown of that, uh, especially usually the yearly revenue versus the desired yearly revenue, mm, yeah. <laughs> the skew there. Um, if we look at the Australian data, just because we're Australian and we want to just quickly look at that, um, the vast majority of Australians are earning under $5,000 a year. So 22.45% of respondents from Australia were earning under $1,000 a year. It's similar to, I'm looking at the US to compare, um, and it's similar. We've got 24% under 1000 and 20% under 5000 So it's 40% of people are making less than 5000 a year. Yeah. Yep. And that's so, what all the research has said for the last 20 years. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. The European data is very similar. It's like very, the European data on, so euros is very skewed towards the low end. Um, let's have a look at the Canadian again, very skewed. It's actually almost 50% of people Canadian who are under 5,000. And then, um, yeah, Great Britain's the same. Yeah. yeah almost 50 percent so yeah again looking at all of that versus all the other questions like how much how much time you're spending on your business and all those sorts of things a lot of people aren't making very much yeah mm. but i think it's really interesting to put this out there because when i posted about this uh last year sometime to my followers everyone was kind of relieved they were like oh <laughs> It's yeah, normal totally. to only yeah. be making 20 grand. Like that's, I'm right in the thick of it and hmm. that's not necessarily ideal, but yeah, it's normal I've, and I'm not doing anything specifically wrong or different to the vast yeah. majority of everyone. Yeah. And I, this is why I wanted to do this survey because I feel like there is so much noise and like, I'm not going to say clickbait. That's not really what it is. I don't know what the word that I'm really looking for is, but stuff on Pinterest and Instagram and all just like marketing generally, that's like, um, I'll show you how to make like multiple six figures, whatever. And it's like, yeah. okay, well, the data shows that clearly this is like a very small percentage of people who actually make that. So how about we become a bit more real and say, how about we make a consistent grand a month, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. to start mm. with, because it's, I think it's easy for makers to see all those messages and it's totally possible. Some people are making um, six figures and more. But for them to think that it's the majority, then when you don't get it, you feel like an absolute failure. Yeah, and when mm. you don't get it instantly, like yeah, yeah. it's got to build up over time. Like it takes yeah. a long yeah. time. Yeah, because we do have as well. So like um, which currency am I on? Oh, my God, guys, there's so many graphs. Okay, this is USD. <laughs> what is your yearly revenue? If I'm looking at over in USD uh, 30, where, where should I cut it? Okay, 50K. 
per year. This is still eight plus five. Oh my God, am I going to do math on the show? I'm going to have to pull out my calculator. <laughs> I was like, no. So I'm 13, not gonna... 15, 21, just under 25%. But still, a quarter of the uh, people who replied made more than 50,000 a year, which is like yeah. really like, you know, that's not nothing at all. Mm. So we do. We are saying there's a lot of people that make less than five thousand, but there is also people who are making money from this. Yeah. They are there. Yeah, so they it's are, entirely are, possible. It's entirely yes. possible, but it's not a. It's not a get rich quick thing, and it's not an overnight oh, no. thing. And doing one one thing from one marketer is not going to make you in that percentage. No. Yes, yeah. it's, it's a holistic everything, everything, yeah. everything. Holistic yeah. long term approach, and yeah. I'm definitely the skew here between real income and desired income is quite significant. Mm. Um, like people really want to be making much more than they are. Yeah. Generally speaking. Mm. It's really um, interesting though, that graph, especially I'm just looking at that. Isn't that all of us? Yeah. <laughs> isn't that just life? But it's interesting <laughs> like, the yes, amounts. Please. Why not? Like they're fairly even yeah. on that Australian dollar graph. Yeah. Like yeah. the 10 to it's 20 the is the, the same as the 75 mm. to 100,000. So yeah, I find mm. that really interesting. It's the same on the US. Yeah, it's the same pretty much if we're in, in any currency. And I think this is very important too because it shows again that we're maybe focusing on the wrong thing when we're like, oh, make like that much money yes. and whatever, yep. you know, all this crazy. It's like, well, actually, most people only want to make, or oh, what am I looking at? USD. So I'm in USD. I think Jess is the Australian in front of her. Um, but it's like 25% of people want to make less than 20,000 a year, you know? So it's mm. not like they're, they're not actually interested in turning this into. Yeah, totally. There's yeah. not that many people. Well, 10% did say they wanted to make more than 250K a year. Yeah. But it's yeah. really equal. Like it's actually a really nice split. There's, mm. there's really in each bracket, there's almost as many people. So it's, mm. it's like, it's, I like that people know what they yeah. want though and that, did that definition yeah. of success change when you look at it. Yeah, it just goes to show everybody has a different goal for their business. Mm. Um, now, whether this is partially fed, fed into, I don't believe I can make that much money from my handmade business, that mm. mindset issue. Yeah, like, oh, I, pro- I can probably only make 20 grand. That's really all I can do realistically. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, that's also normal, like to a degree. Yeah. Like there's definitely a bit of a mindset and, you know, uh, lack of confidence maybe issue uh, in our niche. But there's also, if you're only making uh, 10 grand, it's normal and reasonable that your brain would be like, oh, I'd like to make 20. Then you mm. get to 20 and you're like, hmm, wouldn't it be nice if I made 50? So I think it's normal <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. that you have that a bit because your, you know, your expectation grows as your business grows, which is why you're never satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm satisfied. As long as yeah, things, yeah, I'm happy too. As long as things don't go backwards at this stage, I'm yeah, satisfied. Yeah, at this stage, I'm more, more, more But, you know, that's problem. probably going to happen this year. Like. Yeah, I mean, satisfaction to me is like, you know, it, it comes back to like, well, how much time do I want to spend working? This is not yeah, working. Yeah, and re- being real in, in the matter of if you really want to turn this into like a multiple million, billion dollar thing, um, you're not going to be doing a lot else than that. I just can't be bothered, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I mean, when do you yeah. read books? <laughs> Yeah, I'd rather read books than go for I have a Kindle, you guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> what do I do? Keeps me busy. Yeah, if I'd had a Kindle, I never would have started a ferial. There is, there is, there are downsides to it. Yeah, I have been reading a lot more since I got a Kindle because I feel like the world of books is so. Have accessible. you got unlimited Kindle unlimited? No, I just spend a lot of money on it. <laughs> Oh my god get kindle unlimited but the books i want are never inside of the oh, limited so i'm okay. like oh i would be paying for nothing 
Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, just, no, I do. I've just switched to on books that are, yeah. Anyway, anyway, okay, back yeah, to the podcast. Sorry, uh, segue. Uh, I'm bringing us back, but I'm I'm scrolling through all of the multiple graphs to try and get us to the next question. Uh, what is your desired yearly <laughs> revenue? We've done. If you're making a profit, what's your approximate profit? Mm. This is interesting. So money left out of expenses. Now, just we want to explain this question because some I can't remember one of you said something like when we looked at these. But why are these numbers so big? I'm like, yeah, it was me. Because, yeah, okay. Because. <laughs> The, the only people answering this question are people who are making a profit, right? Mm. It wasn't a required question. So it, this is not all of the survey respondents. This is only the people. In, you remember that, that graph earlier we were talking about, you know, how many percentage of people are making yeah, a profit? Making yeah, profit. it was 49 something percent. So yeah. about 50% so then, of respondents answered this question. Yeah. So this yeah. is those people. Um, but it's, it's pretty good. Like the in the Australian one, the, the highest one, 18.52% is ten to 20,000 you know, and then, it, but it's kind of, it's, it's not even, but it is, it is well distributed across all of the, mm. all of the um, numbers here. Um, the lowest number we had was zero to 500. The biggest one was $100,000 plus 1.23% of Australians are making $100,000 plus profit. Um, but most people are kind of in the middle of their summer. Although to be fair, 13.58% which is the second highest Thirty-five to fifty thousand dollars profit. That's pretty. Yeah. Good. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. quite different to the US one, which I'm looking at now. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's a bit cool. more spread out around in the yeah. US. Really, uh, there's definitely a bit of a majority around, like between ten thousand and thirty-five thousand a year. You are around thirty-five percent of. I know, but I can't add them up. Can I? Oh, I see. Yeah. Huh? Hmm? You can't, what do you mean you can't add them up? Deb's confused. I'm so confused right now. Well, let her think and we'll keep going. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, the the, um, the US graph does look a little bit different to the Australian graph. Yeah, basically the vast majority is making under $35,000 profit, but mm-hmm. the 100000 plus is double that of Australian, so it's 3.2%. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then that 35 to 50 is quite a bit less. That's only 6% compared to... Um, what you just said for the Australian one. So, yeah, it's quite different there. Interesting. Yeah, and that's what's interesting about comparing the, the different currencies is those mm. discrepancies mm. Are from different places. Mm. Um, it gets very it gets very interesting when you start looking especially at the, um, the pound because, and this is mm. where we start understanding the difference between different currencies, right? If you're in, if you're in um, England and you're making like 30,000 pounds a year, that's a quite a good wage. Whereas in Australia, yeah. that is not a good thirty thousand yeah, dollars a year. <laughs> not a good way. So if someone no, says no. they're making thirty grand a year, I'm like, oh, you poor thing. Like that's that must be yeah. so difficult. Mm. But yes, but it's, it's very different in different it's places. It's very so, different yeah. in the UK. That's actually a really pretty good wage. Mm. Because when I first went over there, because I'm married to an Englishman, um, like all this, like the prices of things, I'm like, this is like two dollars mm. for. I don't know, something that I expected mm-hmm. it to be like five or six dollars. And he's like, yeah, well, it's because of the, the currency difference, you know. Yeah. We pay lower amounts for things, but we get paid less as well mm. in, in pounds. But it all it all evens out because everybody's, you know, spending pounds. And this is a, I just want to make this point because this is a point I see people uh, lamenting about a lot of the time is they say all this cheap stuff from China or all this cheap stuff from the, oh, Asia on Etsy and stuff. It's not necessarily that those people are undercharging. It's that their currency is worth so much less that they don't have to charge as much because yeah. their, their cost of living is way lower 
Mm. than ours because of the discrepancy in currency like if Mm. when i go to like anywhere in southeast asia my money is worth so much (laughs) compared to their currency Mm. so stuff is way cheaper so you've got Mm. to think about it in that global sense of it's not even everywhere yeah Mm. that's why also i guess like in terms of materials and commodity prices and stuff would be different Mm. in different locations too like you know, if someone's in, for example, Hawaii, shipping materials to Hawaii costs a lot more. So, of course, they're going to, well, they should be charging more for something compared yeah. to someone on the mainland over there. So, yeah, there's all these different things. I don't know. I mean, even right now with, you know, we're kind of, this is late March, we're right in the, well, who knows if, when you're listening to this, who knows what's going to have changed, but we're right in this big, massive economic crash right now. And, like, the Australian dollar is currently sitting, I think, under 60 US mm. cents like mm. it's crashed quite a lot um so you know and it's like two two Australian dollars to a pound right now so that that discrepancy yeah, that's is crazy as well yeah well that's what we broke it down in different currencies so that you can mm. check what it means in your area and we're sorry for the currencies that we couldn't analyze because we didn't have enough like you know a big sample pretty much yeah um but yeah, it's definitely interesting. I think something else. Oh, and I got my math together, by the way. Like I was typing away <laughs> on my calculator because I was like trying to do math again on like not live, but almost. <laughs> I was like, I can't do it. But yeah, I was just, what I was trying to say like five minutes ago <laughs> was that there's 36% of USD people who make between 10,000 and 35,000 a year, which is like sort of like the where the bulk of them seat is this the profit or the income it's the profit the profit sorry yeah. what did what was your math just then say that again between 10 between 10,000 and 35,000 36 percent that's not you haven't added the right things up <laughs> i, I think know. you've added 5,000 to 35,000 damn it because 10 to 20 is only 12.9 and 20 to 30 don't you worry i'm working on my calculator right now <laughs> <laughs> so it's in a big week, you guys. Three point four percent. Whatever Michelle is saying is yeah. between ten and thirty-five. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever you see in front of your graph that you have downloaded to your computer, so you don't have to trust my 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 math on the fly. <laughs> hey there, maker. Are you loving the business of making podcasts? We're loving bringing it to you, but we really need your support to continue producing the show. You can support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. Depending on your level of support, you can get perks like behind the scenes and extra special content, including video, a link to your shop on our website, and even a shout out on the podcast. Every month, we also release a special secret podcast episode available only to our platinum patrons. Just head over to thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash support. Okay, so now we're going to get to what I think is actually the most interesting question, at mm. least when the results came out. I was like, oh. Yes, okay. me too. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so that is the what's your total household income, including mm. income generated from your business. Now, in the Australian graph, 34.69% of people, their household income is between $100,000 and $250,000. So they're not, they're, they're well off. I would, I would class those people as comfortably Mm. financially secure um Mm -hmm. and it's it really skews like the the next two down are fifty thousand to seventy five thousand and seventy five thousand to a hundred thousand anyone under fifty thousand it's like if you add all of them up it's under twenty percent 
Oh, I so, was hoping you're trying to do the real proper math, but I should have done what you've done and just like, I, got an I can if you want. Yeah, just eight not plus four, four plus four plus three. Like, it's not hard. No, but like, point, look, 4.08 plus nine. You I'm round. Not doing that live. You round. Come on. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Anyway, so you can, this really surprised me. Like, yeah, that, that's really surprising. Really and it also me. is not just uh, Australia. Let's, I'm scrolling down to. Uh, from Euros, and we, oh, sorry, there's a train. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a dog. I thought it was that's a dog, a too. It's probably like steam train. And, oh, um, my God. That's yeah, so yeah, it's very funny. Um, looks like, it sounds like I'm in a cartoon or something. <laughs> um, it's different with the Euros. Like, the household income is more between, like, 10,000 Euros and the 75,000. So, you again, more, the Euros are worth more than Australian yeah. dollars. And yeah. so the cost of living thing comes into play there, I yeah. think. And then US is pretty much like uh, Aussie, which means that, yeah, the majority, that's really surprising. 24% of people, household income is over 100,000. It doesn't surprise me at all. Because no, when I, I think start thinking who, about it, yeah. People mm, who have the privilege of me. an extra income can take the risk yeah. of having a hand. Yeah, 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 I'll, I'll, yeah, absolutely. Like that makes complete sense once you see the data, but you would have, told me to try and guess that before we did the survey, mm. I wouldn't have said, oh yeah, 25% of people almost have an household income of over a hundred thousand a year. Like that's, you know? Yeah. 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 But it, that is a really good point. And let's be blatant about it, that the majority of people who are choosing to do this sort of business probably are more privileged mm. because mm -hmm. like Michaela said, they have some sort of um, financial safety net. Mm -hmm. that allows them to experiment with a business like this. Yeah. Whereas yeah, I mean, people on the lower end of incomes, it's not as it's not happening. Mm. So yeah. as we were saying that 90 whatever percent of um, people that we surveyed are women and basically past research shows that women are less, no, sorry, more risk averse than men in general. Mm -hmm. um, but when they have a partner with income, they're more willing to take risk. So I, I would hypothesize that that's what is happening here basically. Um, mm. Yeah, when you have that safety net, then you can, you sort of think about, okay, well, I will spend a bit more on my marketing or I will get some more um, materials because if I don't sell, I'll be okay. Like I can still pay my mm. mortgage and still yeah. put food on the table. Yeah. So, yeah. With that said, it'd be interesting. Just, I'm pretty sure what we're saying would turn out to be true, but the household income includes the income that you mm -hmm. make from your business. So it'd be interesting mm -hmm. to see if uh, those bigger percentages are because they actually contribute to the household income. Half, yeah. Maybe half of that is the profit that they make from their shop. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I don't I mean, think this would be, be the, the, the case, but it could be for like for a few people it would be. I don't think it would be the majority though. I think it's much more likely to be what you said, which is, yeah, I can. It's the privilege of being able to start a business with, without mm. risking everything. And it's hard yeah. too because when we talk about privilege, it's hard for people to hear that because everyone has different experiences and maybe, mm. you know, their lives have been difficult and maybe they don't feel well off um, mm. in terms of, you know, the income that they have. Maybe they have to pay two mortgages. So they're, you mm. know, they're like, we don't have very much expendable income, so that's not me, but mm. the privilege of having two mortgages is, you know, something yeah. in itself. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, sometimes it's hard to hear, mm. but that's kind of just what the stats say. So, yeah. Mm. Mm. 
Yeah, and it's it, it's I'm you know interesting thinking about my life and all of the people that I work with and have my students and stuff like that. You, I mean, you see the broad swathe of people from people who are on benefits uh, or who are retired, who mm. are trying to do this, who don't have a lot of extra income, through to the people who are uh, quite successful. Although, to be honest, most of my students are, especially the beginners. You know, we tend to. I think Deb and I probably are similar in that and maybe Mick as well and that the people who come to you tend to be the ones who are starting out or who are having trouble yeah whereas mm-hmm. the people who are really successful um mm. generally joining membership communities no, or taking yeah. courses because mm. they're already doing well yeah. so we see in our communities we see and on facebook groups and all you know all those sort of places you see publicly as well you're seeing a skew mm-hmm. of mm. people who are at the less successful yeah. end and that it, it makes it um it makes it difficult to get a clear picture of what's actually going on because the people who are really successful, they're too busy running their mm. business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's an interesting point also. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about when it comes to that money stuff? We are obviously, as we said, going to be talking about this more in depth in our Patreon episode. Well, so, yeah, cross, cr- crossing that with um, with other data points. But, no, I think... We haven't talked necessarily about pounds and euros all that much, uh, or Canada. Sorry, guys. <laughs> the podcast <laughs> would be just so long, but the data is there and the graphs are there, so yeah, you can see them. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yep. In the show notes, the there's link will be there. there. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot there. Um, should we move to marketing? We have a yes. section on yeah. marketing. 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 This is the part two. Um, is the juicy stuff, like the money and the marketing. This is the juicy <laughs> stuff. It feels, it feels more juicy doesn't it um so the first marketing question we asked was what is currently your most successful marketing channel and we'll just run through them in order i guess so i'm actually surprised here i must say far and away (laughs) the biggest really what would you think it would be well because of the skew towards etsy sellers in the survey because that's what most people say i thought etsy seo was going to come first but it's not it's actually social media Right, right, right. It's not far. Like, you know, it's, we're talking 29% versus 32 but I really thought it was going to be the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. It's, mm, it is skewing the data. It's kind of frustrating, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oops. Um, but we're happy to have you. Don't worry. Yes, <laughs> we yeah. like that you're in there. So, yeah, social media came in at 32.5%. Then Etsy SEO, close second, 294 So they're they're quite even really um then word the of mouth 12.8 percent yeah which is massive i'm not it's totally massive. surprised by that like people still like they talk about stuff you know and yeah. you know if you have anyone any friends or family related to you if they're supportive of you if they have any conversations then they'll tell people about you so yeah. Yeah. it's still a thing it's definitely still a thing yeah. Um, um, one comment that's uh one of our survey respondents had which i think was a good point is um now, we did have online ads here as an option. We said mm-hmm. Facebook, Google, et cetera. They mentioned Etsy ads as being their most successful marketing channel. Um, and, again, with Etsy sellers, I'd, it is, I'd be curious to know what kind of skew of people mm. spend money on that. But we didn't specifically ask that question. So, But I, I think it would have fallen under online ads. I would think so too. And it's small it's two mm. 2.4 percent of people yeah well this person said i didn't feel it felt into it fell into the same category for some reason uh but yeah yeah so and and that's the, that's one of the difficulties of making these mm. surveys and taking them is like oh where do i fit which which option mm. do i choose it can be a little bit trickier time 
Yeah, something yeah. that I, when I look at this graph that I'm like, oh my God, we need to talk, guys, is what is currently <laughs> your most successful marketing channel? 15% have said, I do not know. Oh, I know, it's huge. <laughs> not sure, it's huge. huge. Um, that's it's the so problem big. you want to tackle. You want to look into how you can track that and make sure that you have a bit more of a, because you don't want to be spending time on stuff that's not working. Maybe you're no. spending all that time on bloody Facebook and it's actually doing nothing for your shop. Meanwhile, like you're spending only an hour on Instagram and it's working really well. You know, I don't know, I'm just doing random examples, but you kind of want to be able to have roughly an idea of what's working best for you. But it's um, so easy to see as well. Like you literally just have to go in. If you have stats set up, yeah. In your website or yeah. on Etsy. It's, it's mm. already there on Etsy. You don't have to do anything except go. Yeah, you don't it. even have to really yeah. analyze. Just like where's no. where's it coming from? Yeah. Where's yeah, so this yeah. is telling me people aren't even looking at it, yep. which is yeah. a problem. Yeah. You need to look at it, people. Fifteen cents <laughs> too much. We're not happy. We're not happy here. <laughs> Pull up your socks. We want people. you to look at this. Yeah. Do um, some research. Be, be, aware. be aware. The other the other option there was mailing list email marketing, which was only 4.7%, which is kind of surprising mm-hmm. to me. I thought it would have been higher. I feel like so it should low, be higher. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it should be higher. And I think if it was higher, people would be getting more out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think people just aren't doing it because it's hard. Yeah. 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 And it's confusing. And so on and so forth. Um, And it's also like, could they, you know, what is currently your most successful marketing channel? You could see that most of your traffic on your website is coming from social media and put that down at social media, but then your sales come from your mailing list after that. So there's a little bit of a blur in terms of like what people could have interpreted the question differently. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Mm. totally. Yep, that is true. Um, So the next one was, if you market via social media, which platforms do you use? Choose all that apply. So um, I didn't realize these were so even, but Instagram and Facebook, 83% (laughs) of everyone surveyed, both use um, Instagram and Facebook. And then Mm. we've got Pinterest at 57.7% and other at five. Yeah, other was because I'm the one that looked at all the other replies. <laughs> Some of them I was like, I do not even know what that is. And that made me feel like a dinosaur because I was like, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of TikTok that was like, okay, so TikTok is coming up, you guys. But it's only 5% and that was only, you know, there was um, LinkedIn, TikTok, uh, Tumblr. Is that one? No, I'm yeah, making this up. Yeah, yep, no, it's one, Snapchat, um, yeah. Snapchat was there, but not that much. Mm. Um so, yeah, I mean, in all up, they're, they're only 5%. So yeah. the vast majority Huge is issue. Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. Yeah. I feel like I wish that was diff- – I wish the Pinterest was higher. Like, it's so powerful. Mm, I yeah. know it's not technically a social media. We put it in there because that's kind of where it fit best. Mm. But it's really – like, that's where most of my traffic comes from after SEO is Pinterest. And I yeah, really – Yeah, 100%. Much- <laughs> I'm, like, absolute Pinterest devotee. Like, I love yeah. it so much and I try to tell everyone about it. But – a lot of people still don't really understand how it works. I think it's mm. mostly, it's that too. Like a lot of people go, how do I use it for my business? You know, and it's a yeah. different approach. And because it, it's not social media, you have to think differently. So I think it's just that it's not as, it's, it's just not as big as Instagram and Facebook, mm. you know, mm. like everyone, even on, in your personal life, everyone knows what Instagram and Facebook is. Context is not maybe quite there yet. Mm. Well, um, for all those following along at home with Michaela's uh, foray into Pinterest and we were doing a, Personal challenge to get onto Pinterest. I think about a year ago. Yeah, that still hasn't happened. So <laughs> I'll get there one day. I yeah. think it's uh, in my personal experience. It's the the feeling of the work that it will take to set up properly. But right, you know, mm, it's yeah. a personal barrier. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's not that hard. 
No. But again, you could spend a couple of hours and have it all set up and ready yeah, to go. Yeah, but a couple and, of fucking yeah. hours. Who has a couple of hours? Like- <laughs> <sighs> Spread over time, not all at once. Everything takes yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, I don't know, I'm, I'm a bit like curious. I'm like, I want this to be higher, but at the same time, mm. it's almost 60%. It's really not that bad. I thought it no, would have been good. a lot worse. I, I thought on SA it'd be actually lower than that. And I was going to, I had a spiel ready going to go like, everyone needs to be on Pinterest. Everyone needs to be on Pinterest. <laughs> yeah. But then when we look I'm like, yeah, cool. But then when we look at the next question, which is, yes, if you market via social media, which platform brings you the most customers? Again, Instagram and Facebook. Facebook's actually the highest people. Yeah. Mm. Amongst our surveys, it's 38%, followed by Instagram at 34%, followed by Pinterest at 23%. Yeah. So that actually surprised me that Facebook is still higher than Instagram. But then again, when I think about it, it doesn't really surprise me because there's all those Facebook mm. groups. Well, it's also easy groups, to follow links from Facebook. Friends. Like there's, it is there's no clickable links, links in Instagram. So, yeah. No. Yeah. And I think there's a bit of the, the I don't know that if some people that said word of mouth, was necessarily, I don't know, is worth my Facebook kind of, but I feel mm-hmm. like in some cases it is, as in like it's easy to like tag your friends and be like, hey, this is the little shop I was talking to you about or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is happening a lot on Facebook, I feel. Um, I don't know. I'm surprised too. I thought Instagram would be first. I would like to see Pinterest higher. I think also, I don't want to be like sounding like, oh, Deb is so in love with Pinterest, but I really am. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think this, to me, this doesn't show, this doesn't represent what Pinterest can do for your business. It represents mm-hmm. that m- the majority of people using Pinterest do not know how to use it strategically Yeah. because the, the stats of Pinterest in general are huge in terms of like the sales it represents and what it does, like in, in terms of the e-commerce world, like people go there to shop, the vast majority of people go on there with the intention to shop and will. Um, and also with small brands a lot more. So it's not like pe- people go on Pinterest and shop like because the target, the key target would have a <laughs> Pinterest account, but that's not necessarily true. Like they actually shop a lot with smaller brands too. So there's an enormous like untapped potential in Pinterest, but I feel like a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm on Pinterest. But, and I say that because I teach it and I, and I go through a lot of like strategy review where I'm like, what well, we need to, to think about all of this differently. So mm-hmm. to me, this is like a massive opportunity. I want this number to be a lot bigger in the coming years. This is my new mission. <laughs> um, on a mission. Yeah. Um, and then other is 4%. Yeah. I don't and really know what to above. do that. Oh, no, that's sorry. I'm on another question. I've jumped ahead. <laughs> I've jumped ahead. I've scrolled. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, we... so Instagram, Facebook, and then uh, Pinterest, and then other was 4%, which I don't really know what to say of that, to be honest. No. <laughs> Something else. Yeah. yeah. Someone who's real big on TikTok. Yeah. Someone who's massive on TikTok. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so I wanted to tell you, well, this is a bit unrelated, but why not? So I downloaded TikTok because I was like, okay. I mean, have you done it? Have you got no. TikTok? Okay. So I created a uh, Tizico and a Deb whatever name thing. And I deleted it 20 minutes after I downloaded it to my phone. But I did get stuck for 20 minutes I don't know what was happening to me. It was like I was a dinosaur and I was like, oh, this new app that I've never seen and what is it? And everyone is dancing and this is crazy. It was really fun, but it sucked my brain out. And after 20 seconds, I was like, 20 minutes, I was like, there's no way I have this on my phone. Like, cause I don't see, like, I don't know how it's going to turn, but it just felt really, uh, I don't know. I guess I'm more like, I like to read stuff and learn mm, stuff. Yeah. And this wasn't it. It's mindless me. entertainment, uh, I think. Generally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 
but also like people seem to be spending a lot of time doing like montage and like video shoots and stuff on it like i'm like how do you guys have time to do this stuff (laughs) they're gonna have a lot more time now (laughs) yeah oh yeah tiktok will be blowing up right now yeah (laughs) but anyway i downloaded tiktok so i don't i'm not an entire dinosaur but yeah i mean i'm not going to be using it for my business anytime soon i don't have the bandwidth for it (laughs) (laughs) no so now we're doing to our last final couple of questions which is sort of a bit more qualitative um Mm. a bit more about like the the why behind things so the first one is what do you love best about having a handmade business uh unsurprisingly almost 50 percent of people said Mm. being able to do something i love And being my own boss was the next, but it was a long way down there at 17.46 and the ability to work work from home at 16.26, which to be honest, uh, my fate, my would be my picks would be those two at this stage of my life. Um, Which one would it be? Probably be my own boss. Yeah. Would be my pick because that's the, for me, that's it. Being my own boss. Yeah, that would be my number (laughs) one too. Yeah, that would be my number one for sure. And then um, ability to set my own hours. And very yeah. low down was being part of the handmade community. Yeah, people um, really care about again, <laughs> But we're saying what do you love best? Yeah. There's a lot of things to yeah, love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't so think anyone running a business would. I mean, if that was your number one, like there's other ways to be part of the handmade community without all the stress. Yeah, and, like, yeah exactly. The hard work of running a business. Some people did choose all of the above, to be yeah. fair. That was actually in the other. I had to take it out of the other because there were so many people that said all of the above. So that's why that's yeah. three point almost four percent over the two and yeah. a half of the other. Yeah. The ability to set my own hours, I'm like, this is like part of being my own boss, which yeah. is why I guess I would have clicked yeah. on being my yeah. own boss because it's like you do get to decide that. Um, it's interesting, 16% uh, ability to work from home. Mm. Sounds like I may be overreading into this, like you know, but to me, it's like, well, uh, I either can't go to work for some reason or I have to be at home with the kids, so it's kind of like this is an opportunity for me to actually be able to make money while I'm some somehow homebound. I think it could be yeah. that, but it could also be like introverts, like you know, you just don't yes. want to be in an office environment, like me. yeah, yeah, <laughs> just like yeah. I don't. I I just want to wear pajamas all day. Like that's all I want to do. Working yeah. in an office environment is like my idea of hell. So nah, yeah. Well, right. I guess it depends on which office. Just have to have the right people. An open which... plan, an open plan office where there's people all around you all the time. I, yeah. I'm in an office with two put... other people. It's great. It's not. Yeah, too but you bad. still have to put pants on every day, and that's not okay. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not around my colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that was interesting. I'm surprised that the being my own boss isn't a bit higher, to be honest. But mm. I love the fact that the being able to do something I love is the highest as well. It says a lot. And I think about that, yeah, I think that says a lot about the actual industry. Like, why would yeah. someone, yeah, if they didn't love what they were doing, why would they try to make a business mm. out of it? Yeah, 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 it's not an easy way to make a living. No. Like making handmade is not an easy choice. Yeah. No. yeah, and it also goes into like that definition of success we were talking about, like mm-hmm. where we're like, oh, people don't necessarily want to make that much money. They just want to make enough so that they can live and do something they enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. like a lifestyle business more than like a, I want to be rich and wealthy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, you, know, you don't start a handmade business to do yeah. that. No. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a lifestyle choice. Definitely, yeah. definitely a lifestyle choice business for sure. So then the next one we have is what would you say your focus is most likely to be over the next three to five years? And 
Uh, I don't know. This wasn't really surprising to me. No. What do you guys reckon? No, makes sense. So the majority, 45% said increase my sales using the platforms I'm already using. So not changing too much, but just getting more sales. Mm. Um, then down at 28.4% sell via additional channels. So adding a channel, so either online or wholesale or another marketplace. Mm. Um, working on my product range, 15%. We, that's like kind of vague and broad, yeah. like that could mean a bunch of things. So um, that could mean like improving your products or adding products or it could mean anything. Mm. So it's just all kind of lumped in together. Um, starting a new shop, 4.5%. I'm glad that one's low. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes, everyone like just like Should work on what you have a second so shop? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> probably, probably. Probably not. Um, probably not. So hire help, build my team, 3%. Stay the same, I'm happy where I'm at, 2.6%. And start manufacturing my products, less than 1%. So that's pretty mm. interesting. Mm. Uh, I wonder yeah, if so the people who replied, "20, this is Ivy and other crosswork we can do. <laughs> I love this to do is that we're creating for ourselves right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the 28% that said, I want to sell via additional channels. I wonder if their business is currently growing or, you know, this previous question that we had, which was like mm-hmm. stayed the same or if it's like it stayed the same and therefore I feel like where I'm like the platform I'm using right now is not enough and I want to like diversify to have more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's that or if it's like, well, my business is growing, but I'm like, I'm going to go and go even bigger kind of thing. Yeah, like well, they're just ready to expand or are yeah. they like desperately clawing to yeah, exactly. like try and keep everything afloat? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah. what I want to know. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. I mean, when I was starting out, I put my stuff on like five different online platforms and mm. over time I had to draw it back because I was too busy, getting too busy to keep up with them all. Mm. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, I think that's something that must uh, the majority of people do that when they start, and then you and then you're like, oh wow, actually each platform requires a lot of work, and I should probably only focus on one or two rather than trying to be everywhere and everywhere. Yeah, mm. yeah, maybe that's an interesting thing to to cross reference as well, like uh, cross analyze. Sorry, like what? How long have you been in business for those who are looking at adding additional channels? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, and, yeah, I think yeah. it would be and definitely profit too, more, I guess. And profit, yeah, yeah. yeah. we could like. Spend all year just just digging we into this data if we had the time. Around. Yeah, no. <laughs> There's only so much we can do. Yeah. Okay, so now we're up to our sort, sort of last question. We had a few um, like text answers, uh, text-based questions at the end, but this was our last sort of quantitative one, which was when buying non-essentials, gifts, decor, et cetera, how often do you choose to buy handmade? So we've got almost always, regularly, sometimes really, almost never, um, most people are from sometimes up, so sometimes regularly and almost always. Um, we've got for the most part is sometimes 36.6%, then regularly 31%. So, yeah, vast majority people are buying. I guess like when they can, I don't know, we don't know the exact mm. answers for this, but it seems like, you know, when they can. Mm. Um, almost always is almost 16%. Rarely is 12% and almost never is 3.94%, so about 4%. Mm. Again, yeah, I so think over this 80%. would be really... There you go. <laughs> I was going to say over 80% are buying sometimes up to almost always. Yeah. So, which is um, nice. <laughs> this would be, uh, I don't know, like I'm making assumptions, but I think if we crossed 
cross-referenced with income and profit, it'd be pretty obvious that the people who are making more would be spending more on handmade because yeah, handmade is generally, so. yeah, more expensive. More expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, if you look at your own choices, like in my life, that's definitely mm-hmm. what it comes down to. It's like, well, can I, uh, especially we can, when I buy handmade, I, I usually, yeah, like I, it's, it's nice stuff, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. more expensive. It's not like the tar- the target mug. <laughs> I keep on ex- using mugs as an example. <laughs> Me and my bloody mugs. Um, <laughs> oh, I broke one just before we recorded oh, no. this show. I know. I'm I hate that. Yeah, it's really sad. I think I put something way too hot in it and it just didn't do that. It wasn't okay what happened. Um, it was, <laughs> you can't imagine, it was hot. Um, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. disaster in the kitchen. Um, but, yeah, I feel like it is, it's almost like they're saying when I can afford it, I, I will do it, but it's unrealistic to think that I can always afford handmade. Yeah, it just costs too much. We've done a whole episode on this as well. We I can't have, what it's yeah, called, we have. It was yeah. like, uh, is it okay to buy from um, big stores? Store? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's it, you guys. It's nice that people are. Yeah, that's kind of it. Um, I think again, remember to go to the website, thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash results to check out all those graphs because, as I was saying previously, it's really good to see the visual of where things are and then you can place yourself within that to see where you are in the state of handmade um what else do we need to say thank you i guess thank you yeah thank you so much and we hope you we hope you actually enjoy and found these results useful because mm. i know a lot of people are really excited mm. about them mm. yeah so let us I'd know. We'd love to know actually, Yeah, and I'd love to know if there's anything that surprised you, like when you look mm. at the data and all of that. And, you know, uh, you can come into our Facebook group, uh, which I, I think it's at thebusinessofmaking.com slash Facebook. And let us know if there's anything that you're like, yeah, that really did surprise me. That made me feel better. That made me feel crap. <laughs> or whatever the case might be, because I think um, that's what's interesting, the conversation that this is going to create. Mm. Yeah, and if there's anything, again, that you think we left out that you'd like us to ask about next time, let us mm. know. We can potentially include it if we think it's relevant. Mm. Yeah. Also, let us know um, what you would like to see crossed over. What? Because yes. we obviously mentioned throughout last week's episode and this one what we're planning to look at, like income versus this and whatever versus this. If you have something really specific that you want to be uh, looked at, then let us know and we can look at it and probably do a Patreon episode on specific things. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, let us know. Okay, I think that is it for our State of Handmade survey results wrap-up or overview, I guess, is what mm-hmm. we have covered for the last two weeks. Um, thank you so much all for participating. As I said at the beginning of last week, like it was an outstanding response like I'm Mm. so jazzed that we got so many responses we had 1827 responses Mm. altogether um, from you know various locations various currencies various demographics it was really really good to see a range of people participating we will be doing it again next year so please consider also participating next year Um, (laughs) things might look very different by then but that's the point we'll keep tracking basically we'll keep tracking the state of handmade and see um what it does and what our industry is looking like at this particular point each year so mm-hmm. it's going to be great we're looking forward Very to it thank you so much all for listening thank you to all our patrons for supporting us it really does help especially in these crazy times so we appreciate you sticking around if we you're really able to appreciate it 
Yeah. Yeah. Massive, massive kudos to all of you who can still support us. And we will be back next week or the week after. Yeah, next week for the Patreon episode. And if you do want to get on that and all the cross-reference things (laughs) we mentioned, (laughs) uh, you want to go to thebusinessofmaking.com slash support. I think something like sure. that. Yep. <laughs> just click around the website. It's there. Well, you, can just, <laughs> you can just find us on Patreon as well. Yeah, yeah. Just search TBOM, TBOM. We're there. So yeah. that's it for this week. Thank you so much, and we'll chat to you again next week. Thanks, bye, all. Bye. 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 bye.